0: Thank you.
1: thank you. Thank
0: you. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much. For giving. For giving. Thank you for your giving.
0: the Lottie Moon offering.
1: Toward Lottie Moon. Thank you for giving to the Lottie Moon Christmas offering. But most
0: importantly, due to your generosity, we've been able to share God's Word with those around us. Thank you. Thank you, thank you so much. Thank you. First, thank you. Thank Church in Riverside, California. Because you gave, I am able to access remote areas of Central Asia and explain the gospel with people God is already drawing to himself. With your help, we are bringing light to the dark places among unreached people groups. Because of what you've given, it allows me to share this gospel with as many Central Asians as I can across London. Your giving allows our organization to provide need for refugees and to give them hope.
1: Thank you for giving to the Lottie Moon Christmas offering so that we can buy Bibles in Arabic that we use with our Discovery Bible study with non-believers.
0: Because of your generosity, African women are hearing stories from God's Word while henna is being drawn on their hands and arms.
1: And because of your giving, the life changes that we see through faith in Jesus Christ, that happens because of your gifts.
0: Thank you for giving to the Lottie Moon Christmas offering and helping to provide this wonderful water filter here in Northern Thailand. Your giving allows me to continue with my medical license here in Ghana, where I can not only do surgeries, but also the patients have the opportunity to hear the gospel. So thank you.
1: Because of your giving,
0: I'm able to speak to these thousand kids every Wednesday morning. Thank
1: you. Thank you, First Baptist Church. Statu Thank you, to Faith, the Promise, Church. Thank you, First Baptist Church.
0: Thank you for giving to Latinx.
1: Thank you, and God bless
0: you. end sing with us <laughs> this morning.
1: Morning. Habareza Asubui. I have to practice or I'll forget. And I actually need to learn more and expand my vocabulary, so challenge me in that. Well, good morning and welcome. It is a good day to be in the house of the Lord. It's always exciting to sing about the grace that the Lord gives each one of us. And as you think about it and and wonder at how much God loves us, that the fact that you're here today, that we're here today, and we're not um, just wiped off the map, that God's not finished with us, is a testimony to His grace. And I love the season of Christmas because it is the season to celebrate God's grace toward us in sending us His Son, Jesus. We were able to watch a thank you video a, a few moments ago from missionaries around the world just... Giving thanks for giving to the Lottie Moon Christmas offering. And the Lottie Moon Christmas offering goes to support mission work literally around the world. Um, as our, our missionaries through the International Mission Board serve in places near and far with one goal in mind that's to make the name of Jesus known, to spread the good news of the gospel through building relationships, through um, investing time and years. And we are thankful. Um, for the opportunity that we have to partner with those missionaries through our prayers, through our giving, and through our, our going. And just a reminder, we are collecting our offering throughout this month. Our goal is $5,000. Um, there's envelopes available at the, at the back there um, on the little table specifically for that. If you don't have an envelope, just put Lottie Moon um, on your, your check or write it on your envelope, and it'll get in the right spot also, I want to let you know about one other opportunity that we have to contribute to the Lottie Moon Christmas offering, and that is through our our church's Lottie Moon post office. Now, if you've mailed anything lately, um, you have quickly realized that you can almost feed um, a family of four um, for a week for what it costs to buy a roll of stamps. Um, postage continues to increase, but we have a deal that is so wonderful. You can send all your postcards to church members right here at the Lottie Moon post office, and then the money that you would spend for postage, donate that to the Lottie Moon offering. So rather than give your money to the government, to the post office, you can give it um, to Lottie Moon, and then we'll sort those. It's a great way to share um, Christmas cards with, with church members, and you just address them, lay them in the basket, and they get sorted into mailboxes in alphabetical order. So that starts um, this week. So you can bring those in the next few weeks to come, and be sure to check in and check your mailbox to make sure um, you pick up your your cards because you don't want to miss any of those. Um, there's other things that you can note there in the bulletin. Um, just want to welcome you if you're if you're visiting or if you're a longtime member. We're privileged to have you with us in your service and with our service. And as always, we have the little connect card that you can send information to us request information or if you have a prayer request just list that on the back and one came to mind um, one of our, our brothers uh, from the african congregation christopher left on friday he is he traveled to africa to visit family and he sent a card in and asked us to please pray for him and he told me in person and wrote on the card that while he was gone on his trip that he would be a missionary from this church where he went so as you are, are praying for folks, please pray for Christopher, for his travels, for his visit with his family, and also for opportunities as he has them to share the good news about Jesus. Our scripture reading this morning will be from the first chapter of the book of Luke. It starts in verse 46, and I'll be reading down through verse 56. 56. You'll recognize these as the words or the song that Mary sang in celebration of the Lord's work of bringing Jesus into the world through her. Verse 46 says, And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has looked on the humble estate of his servant. For behold, from now on all generations will call me blessed. Blessed. his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham, and to his offspring forever. Will you pray with me? Father, we are thankful today that we celebrate the Christmas season, the coming of the Lord Jesus as a baby who grew to a man that came with a mission and as a purpose, not only to glorify the Father, but to bring salvation to all who would call on his name. And we rejoice in that today, the gift of salvation, the wonder of your grace. We thank you for the opportunity to participate with what the work you're doing around the world through the Lottie Moon Christmas offering, through praying for our missionaries, through giving to those to the offering so that others can go and we can support those that are serving and through as we have opportunity going going to places far away like Africa, where Christopher is, and we pray for him, that you would use him um, as your instrument. Give him words of testimony and words of wisdom. Bless his time with his family, and, and Lord, we look forward to the report of the things that you do through him. And Lord, help us during this Christmas season to recognize the fact that the songs that lift up Jesus and talk about his birth are the best things that play on the radio stations. And so, Lord, help the song in our heart be a song that sings about our Jesus, about the wonder of His love, about the glory of His coming, about the majesty of who He is, about the fact that He came to earth to be like us so He could be with us, that He came for the lowly, the down and out, The hurting, the helpless, the hopeless, and the harassed. That He came to a distressed world to bring order and hope. That He came to sinners like me and to you to bring freedom from the captivity of sin and salvation. And so, Lord, help this Christmas season in our hearts and in our homes and in the places we go be more about Jesus whose name is above every name than about presents and Christmas trees and other things that distract us. Help us this morning as we turn to praise you with our with our voices and to study your word that you would help us to see Jesus high and lifted up. And that we would see now that though he was born as a baby in a manger now he sits on a throne high and lifted up that he is above all things and that one day he will come again Lord help us to worship you help us to listen to you and help us to obey you and Lord we ask for this offering that we are about to receive that you would use it not only to support the missionaries around the world but to support your work here at Cross Timber and the work in our community And so as we give, we give with glad hearts, trusting you to use what we have to advance your kingdom and to do your work. We thank you, Lord, for this morning and for the opportunity to give. But we thank you most of all for Jesus, the great gift of Christmas. And we pray in his name. Amen.
0: So shall come with shout of acclamation and take me home with joy.
1: you have your Bible, if you want to turn to Luke chapter 1, we'll be there in just a moment. And once you find your place in Luke chapter 1, find somebody close by. And I want you to interact with them and I want you to complete this sentence. Christmas is, and then fill in the blank. So, so take a moment there and find somebody close around you and, and just fill in the blank to that. Christmas is, Christmas is. reason we reason we start with that question is because you know christmas means many different things to many different people there's different traditions there's different um, backgrounds um, some people grew up with christmas being about you know baby jesus in a manger some people grew up with christmas being without a baby jesus without a manger and everything is about You know, a Christmas tree and Santa Claus and presents. Some people celebrate Christmas in small groups. Some people in large families. But the one escapable truth is this, that without Christ, we would not have any Christmas. I want to start this morning by reading something. Um, It's a wonderful book, parents, um, adults. You would enjoy it as well. It's the Jesus Storybook Bible. It was written by um, Sally Lloyd-Jones. It's a paraphrase of stories from the Bible, and it's wonderfully written. And the section that I want to read from this morning is simply titled, He's Here. You can see the picture. There's a picture of the world. There's some clouds. And then there, one little spot on the earth is a tiny little city in the land of Israel called Nazareth. Everything was ready. The moment God had been waiting for was here at last. God was coming to help His people, just as He had promised in the beginning. But how would He come? What would He look like? What would He do? Mountains would have bowed down. Seas would have roared. Trees would have clapped their hands. But the earth held its breath. As silent as snow falling, He came in. And when no one was looking in the darkness, He came. Christmas is the time to celebrate the wonderful truth that Jesus is here. He is our Emmanuel. He is God with us. And for the next three weeks, we are going to celebrate the truth that God is with us. I want to say that God is with us. It just gets—it's it, exciting to hear that truth. I enjoy Christmas lights. I enjoy. You know, the Christmas snacks, the Christmas presents, but most of all, it just gets so exciting when you sing those Christmas songs that remind us that Jesus is here, that God is with us, and that Jesus is alive. And today, we're going we're gonna to start with Mary. Next week, we'll look at Joseph, and then on the third week, we'll look at the baby Jesus. In fact, I, I brought Mary with me today. Um, Not the real Mary. Um, Not admittedly a very large Mary. In fact, this is the little people Mary. But what I like about the little people Mary, there are two things. One, you'll notice that there is not a halo above little Mary's head. Because Mary was just a girl. And the second thing is, is Mary's hands are opened up and raised toward the Lord. And we're going to look at a wonderful story where God sends an angel to meet this young girl, Mary, to tell her that Jesus was coming, that she was going to have a baby, even though she'd never been with a man. And that baby that would be born would be Jesus, the Savior of the world. Now, obviously, we're going to find out in the story, Mary asks a very important question. How can this B, how in the world is God going to bring the Savior into the world as a baby? How in the world is Mary going to have a baby if she hadn't been with a man? And even more important, how can it be that God would love me enough to send Jesus? And the main idea I hope we get from this is that God sent Jesus into the world as a baby to be Savior of the world. I want us to read this story. We're going to start in Luke chapter 1. We're going to read starting in verse 26. Previously in the book, Luke tells us that he's writing to Theophilus to give him a, a careful account of things that have happened. We read the miraculous story of Zechariah and Elizabeth. We find out that Elizabeth's going to have a baby. In fact, she's about six months pregnant at this time, and that baby is going to be John the Baptist, the forerunner of Jesus. And we pick up the story in verse number 26, where it says, in the sixth month, and that is of Elizabeth's pregnancy, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph, of the house of David, Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Ah, oh Lord, this morning as we turn to your word, help us to focus on this exciting story of the good news, the promise of a child to a young girl, Mary. Lord, help us to see the truth that you sent Jesus to the world. He came as a baby, but he came to be Savior of the world. And so, Lord, in these few minutes that we have together help us focus our our minds and our hearts help us to listen with our ears and listen with our hearts and help us to see the truth that you have for us we thank you for this time we trust it to you and we pray in jesus name amen and so there's an outline on the back of your bulletin it has three very simple points that will help us guide our way through the story and the first thing is simply this is that there's an ordinary girl So what exactly do we know about this girl, Mary? Luke tells us that Mary lived in Nazareth, a city in Galilee. Now Nazareth was a small village, only about 400 people. And it was about 90 miles north of Jerusalem. In John's Gospel, when Nathanael, who would... Be a Disciple comments about Nazareth. He says this, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Nazareth was a small town not really known for anything. It was an unlikely place for much of anything to happen, much less for the Messiah to, to grow up. So we know where she lived. We also know that she was betrothed to a man named Joseph. Now we know that Joseph, from what the Bible says, was a just man. He was a, a good man. That he was a descendant of David. After the birth of Jesus, we find out that his profession is carpentry. He works with wood. And we know that he is betrothed to Now, betrothal is similar to engagement in our day, but it's much more. It's a binding promise to marry. It was likely prearranged between parents and families. It was not really based on love or physical attraction. And it was so serious that it could only be broken by a written decree of divorce or death. And if the man that was betrothed to a a female died, then that woman was considered a widow. Now, during this period of betrothal, the couple did not live together like in our culture. And they didn't have sexual relations until after the wedding. Again, unlike much of our culture today. And at the end of a set time, could be a year, could be more, there was a wedding ceremony. And after that wedding ceremony, there was a taking home time. That's where the groom would take the bride home. And at that point, they would be husband and wife. So we know where she lived. We know who she's betrothed to. And we're also told that she was a virgin and very likely a teenager. Now, what does that mean? Simply, it just means that she has not had sexual relations with a man. And this would make the circumstances of her pregnancy miraculous. But other than those simple facts, there's really not anything special about Mary. She's normal. She's a young Jewish girl that lived in a small town that wasn't really known for anything. She would have got up in the morning and worked around the house doing daily tasks like other young Jewish girls. She evidently knew the Scriptures and the prophecies about the coming Messiah because when she sings her beautiful song, it's woven with truth about the promises of the Old Testament. And we know that she was humble and she put her faith and her trust in the Lord. And even though Mary was ordinary we find out in the story that she was chosen by God. No, God didn't choose her because she was something special or had done anything wonderful. No, God simply looked down on the earth, saw Mary through His eyes of grace, and said, I choose her. And after choosing her, He sends the angel Gabriel to her to announce His Plans and the angel greets Mary, O favored one, the Lord is with you. A more literal translation of that idea would be, Grace to you, O graced one. Wouldn't that be a beautiful way to greet someone? Grace to you, O graced one. It was a promise that would bring comfort and assurance. But then he continues on and says, The Lord is with you. After the death of Moses, a young leader, Joshua, heard those words. The Lord is with you. A reluctant military leader, hiding out in a cistern threshing for wheat, hears, A truth from God. The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. It was an assurance of God's presence, of His goodness toward them. And it would be a great reminder to God's people that the Lord your God is with you. He's not against you. He is for you. And He is determined to accomplish His plan and His purpose in you. And so the God of grace and mercy shows grace to Mary. And the angel continues the message and says, You have found favor with God. Now, people before Mary had found favor with God. We read about a man named Noah who found favor in the eyes of the Lord. We read the beautiful romance story of Ruth and find that she found favor not only in the eyes of the Lord, but also in the eyes of a man named Boaz who would become her kinsman redeemer. And here in our story, we find little Mary finding favor with the Lord. You see, when God gives favor, it enables someone to do something they could not do by themselves. It provides comfort, assurance, and confidence. Now, there would surely be difficulties and challenges to come, but God promises His presence to be with his people in the midst of those. Pastor that you may have seen on television or listened to on the radio, David Jeremiah said this, Mary was favored by God for a task that would finally allow each of us to be favored. And I love that. And when I think about Mary, this young girl, a couple of things stand out. First of all, is that God's grace is amazing. And His love is wondrous. You see, God didn't have to choose Mary. He could have chosen anybody. But Mary was humble. She trusted in God. And she knew God's Word. You could have surely said that about other girls that grew up in Jewish homes, maybe in Nazareth. There areas close by. So she really didn't deserve it any more than others. Yet God chose her. If you think about it on another level, God didn't have to send Jesus to be our Savior. But yet, in His mercy and His grace, God sent Jesus because He loves the world. And the wonder of that love is that He would love me. Not just the world, but me. I'm a sinner. I was in a rotten mood yesterday. Deborah's nodding along. We were, we were in line at, at a restaurant, Mod Pizza, and I was hypercritical, and it was a long line. I was hungry, and um, I had just solved all their problems, and I even shot off an email to let them know that I did. It was a polite email that I read twice. Um, so, you know, I was not in a good mood yesterday at that moment. I'm unlovable. I'm not always faithful to what God tells me to do but yet He chooses to love me. And that's His grace. And here's the way it works, though. You're sinners. You're not always lovable. You're not always faithful. Yet God chooses to love you. And that's His grace. And when God gives His grace, it's a gift. It's free to all who receive it by faith. And so this angel appears to Mary to share with her this incredible truth. Mary, your life's going to change forever. Now, the angel didn't say that, but that's what happened. God was about to send Jesus into the world, and Jesus would come to the earth as a little baby. And it would be a miraculous birth. That's the second thing in your outline. The angel Gabriel speaks to Mary and says, You will conceive and bear a son. Now, remember... We talked about it earlier. Mary is betrothed to Joseph, and she's a virgin. Biology 101. Conception all by itself is a miracle. The fact that a man and a woman can have a baby, but still takes a man and a woman, doesn't it? I think, yeah. So how will Mary bear a son That's exactly what is going through her mind when she asks this question, how can this be? See, Mary couldn't produce a child on her own, but God could certainly give her one. He had done that before, but only to an elderly couple in the Old Testament and an elderly couple in the New Testament and now the one who gives life is about to create life in the womb of a young girl who's never been with a man. Wow. One of the earliest confessions of Christian faith that we have is called the Apostles' Creed. Really, it's, it's a summary of the preaching and teaching of the early church. It helped those early Christians to understand things it told about the important truths about the gospel and who jesus was and in that apostles creed it states it this way jesus was conceived by the holy spirit born of the virgin mary which really is a summary of the truth that we read in verse 35 the angel says to her the holy spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. The ESV study Bible summarizes it this way. Mary would become pregnant without having sexual relations with a man. That it was simply God's work through the Holy Spirit. It was God's work through the Holy Spirit. A miraculous birth. And this baby, Jesus, was born on earth, but his origin, his beginnings, were in heaven. Isaiah 7, verse 14: The Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. Jesus came into the world to be God with us. and the angel shares a powerful truth that really I think if he'd've started it the beginning with Mary it might have helped Mary but it was good that he included it for nothing is impossible with God It had to have encouraged her it's encouraging for us to hear that nothing is impossible with God Other translations say that not a word of God can fail. Nothing is too difficult for God and there's no promise of God that is not true. see, Mary's relative, Elizabeth, was already pregnant in her old age and soon now Mary would become pregnant by the work of the Holy Spirit because nothing is impossible with God. Elizabeth would give birth to John. Mary would give birth to Jesus and Jesus would be pregnant. Not just any child, but a special child. It's the last thing in your outline. I mean, think about the incredible story that we have so far. Angel appears to a young girl in a small town. That would make most newspapers or at least internet news. He gives an amazing announcement God's going to perform a miracle and that Mary's going to have a baby. It would be conceived by the Holy Spirit. All of these things would be newsworthy moments. But then we also find out in this message from the angel that this baby would be like no other baby. Verse 31, the angel tells Mary, You shall call his name Jesus. Luke doesn't define it there, but we know in other places that that name is Yeshua, which means the Lord is salvation. Matthew tells us that Jesus will save his people from their sins. So the Lord is sending Jesus to be the Savior of the world, this little baby. And Gabriel gives us other important information about who Jesus is. He tells us that Jesus is the Son of God. Look at verse 35. Therefore, the child to be born will be called holy, the Son of God. I can just imagine, you know, it's not recorded here and we don't really know if it happened, but at least in your mind, you would have to think that at several points during this discussion, Mary would be going, whoa, wow. Therefore, the child to be born will be called holy, the Son of God. That Jesus, truth of Scripture, is the only begotten Son of the Father. Hebrews tells us He is the exact imprint of His nature, that He came to the earth in flesh, but at the same time, He's 100% God and 100% man. He was Emmanuel, God with us. And just like God is great, He would be great and would be called Son of the Most High. Now that phrase is important because in the Jewish mind, when you had the son of, it implied the idea of an exact copy of their father. Men, you can think about that. Um, There's probably mannerisms, um, habits that you picked up from your, your father. And at some point, your mom may have said to you, you're just like your dad. Um, and more than any other person in the universe, Jesus is just like his dad. They have the same traits. And by this statement, Mary would have known that the, her son that would be born would be equal with the Most High God. The Son of God. And Jesus was sent to bring salvation and deliverance. He continues on in verse 32 and says, The Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David. Revealing to Mary that Jesus would be the promised Messiah. It mentions the throne of his father, David. If you want to be a king, you need a throne. And if you want to be a king, you also need a kingdom. And if you remember your Old Testament, 2 Samuel chapter 7, God speaking to King David, He promises him that He would establish the throne of His kingdom forever. He made a covenant. And out of David's ancestors, there would come a Messiah who would deliver from sin, and establish this kingdom that would last forever. And the angel tells Mary, Jesus is the Messiah, the one who is from the line of David, and his reign will be forever, and the kingdom that he establishes will never end. Amen. Albert Barnes, commentator, says this about Jesus. He, he, his is the only kingdom that will never end, He is the only king that will never lay aside his crown and robes. He's the only king that will never die. He's the only king that can defend us from all of our enemies, sustain us in death, and reward us in eternity. One day, in a little village called Nazareth, an angel appears to an ordinary girl, The angel tells Mary there would be an incredible birth. And Mary would give birth to a special child, Jesus our Savior. See, Christmas begins and ends with Jesus. We may celebrate his birth on December 25th, but we worship him and celebrate his reign all the year round. Because God sent Jesus into the world as a baby to be the Savior of the world. One more quote from the Jesus Storybook Bible. At just the right time, God was sending a baby to rescue the world. How can this be? It's only by the wonderful grace of God because of the his great love for you and for me. He sent Jesus to be the Savior. We see Mary was received God's grace. She believed the angel and pledged to do whatever God said. And that same grace is available today. You may be wondering, how can this be that God would love It's God's grace doing something for you, something you could never, ever do for yourself. Grant you forgiveness. Give you new life. Provide for you purpose and meaning and give you hope. And it all started with a baby. And His name is Jesus. Will you pray with me? Father, we are so grateful to celebrate on this day and during this time the coming and the birth of Jesus. That you sent the Savior of the world, the King of the world, into this world as a baby. It's by your grace. It's out of your love. And we are so thankful. Oh Lord, fill us with the wonder of your love for us. Help us to see how incredible your grace is. And Lord, like the song says, help us to make room in our hearts. Because whether we do or not, heaven and nature are singing the glories of Jesus. And because of who you are and because of what He has done, we can say with confidence that nothing is impossible with God. You give us deliverance. You give us victory. You give us freedom. You give us hope. Nothing is impossible with you. As we sing, as we reflect on these words spoken to Mary, help them to find the good soil of our hearts and to grow us in a little way to be more like Him. Thank you for your word. Thank you that you're faithful to all your promises and you're good. And we love you and we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. We'll sing in just a moment. It's the time that we have to reflect on what God has spoken to respond. Because God's word never returns void. and. So whether we read it, we listen to it, we study it, or we hear a sermon, there's always a call for a response for obedience in our hearts. And it could be this morning that that obedience is just realizing that God does love you. That His grace is for you. It's not for somebody else. His grace is sufficient when you've blown it when you've blown it again and when you've blown it again. His love won't give up on you when you have a bad day. He hasn't forgotten about you if you feel alone, sick, tired, or hurt. He's for you and He's not against you. Christmas can be a sad time for so many people Many people struggle with depression during the holidays, and you know we think about loved ones that have gone and how much we miss them. And, and God has a special heart and a place for those. And and so, just remember, as you welcome people into your homes or in your lives, to be considerate and to be mindful of what they're walking through, because they may not visit your house alone. They may bring in a bag full of stuff hurts and pains and just pray that God would give us the grace to love and to deal with them. restaurants stores people are stressed out they're not trained very well because they're new and your service may not be what you expected you may not get as quickly through the grocery line as you want just remember, if you're a follower of Jesus, you bear his name and the light of his presence in you. And as you go, to season the places that you're in with the grace and the love of Jesus as you have opportunity. And when you blow it like me, just be quick to ask him to forgive you, and he will. If there's something you need to pray for, the altar's open. If today's the day God's calling you, and you say, today's the day I understand that I need a Savior, I'd love to talk to you about that. I'll be at the front. But would you join in standing? We're going to sing together. And as we sing, it's your time to respond. So let's sing together.
0: For God th-
1: blesses you as you go from this place and we look forward to gathering next week just remember to bring your Christmas cards for the Lottie Moon post office and just donate your postage there as an offering to the Lord and also don't forget if you still haven't given to the Lottie Moon offering it's not too late, grab an envelope or just write out a check and just remember that that goes to support God's work um, around the world it's been a pleasure to worship with you, we're going to sing um, a song and when we begin to sing, you are dismissed. So, Lord bless
0: you.